buying behavior has changed. Prospects don't click on links and emails anymore, and they don't watch the videos you spend hours creating every week. Instead, send personalized gifts and memes using Vidyu. You can quickly create engaging, personalized content that immediately grabs your prospect's attention, helps you stand out in the inbox, and does it all without forcing them to click anything or go anywhere. Head over to vidyou.io slash salescast to sign up for free and spend less time getting your messages across and more time selling. Welcome to The Sales Hustle, the only no BS podcast where we bring you the real, raw, uncut experiences from sales change makers across various industries. The only place where you can get what you're looking for to up your sales game. Today's episode is brought to you by SalesCast. SalesCast helps sales professionals transform the relationship building process and win their dream clients. I'm your host, Colin Mitchell. What is happening, sales hustlers? Welcome to another episode. I'm super pumped. I've got Chris Rudigap today, the co-founder and CEO over at Sendoso, leading sending platform. Chris has more than a decade of sales experience, uh, and he had spent some time at sales at TalkDesk, uh, Yapstone, and many others. And we're going to jump into a topic that I think might make you few of you a bit curious of what is team selling if you're not doing that how can you get started and you know how this could maybe help you win more deals chris welcome to sales hustle thank you so much colin excited to be here yeah awesome man so just before we jump into talking about team selling which is a topic we have not covered so i'm super excited to jump into that i've had some conversations with people about team selling and i think a lot of people think oh you know that's something that they only do in enterprise sales and and that's not necessarily true and i think that uh you have some great insights to share about that uh but just give us the short you know cliff notes version of your sales story yeah so i spent about 10 years in software sales at various tech companies in san francisco uh full cycle sales you know closing you know uh, enterprise deals mid-market deals probably closed i don't know five ten million in, in revenue in my uh tenure there um, and it was at my last company at TalkDesk where I, I found myself trying to be a bit more creative of a salesperson. Instead yeah. of just blasting out a million emails, I found myself writing handwritten notes. I'd go steal swag from our swag closet or I'd find quirky gifts. And uh, that then uh, you know, led me to thinking like, hey, how can this be better and how can I make it more efficient? And that's when I started Sedoso. So for the past five years, I've been a, a CEO, but you know, salesperson at heart. Oh, awesome. I'm, I have to ask, what's the quirkiest gift you sent out when you're, you know, back then be, being creative? Yeah. So I would go and look at people's backgrounds and then like, I'd send out like random things from, uh, Amazon. So, uh, you know, you'd find me like seeing that someone had like a, a, a random dog toy or like a, a baby onesie with their sports favorite sports team. So some of that stuff really worked out well when I was building rapport and trying to, you know, that kind of, uh, you know, down area in between after the demo and when you're trying to close the deal and you're trying to not be awkward or not just say like, hey, what's going on? Any updates? I would, you know, send something more personal and that would always get their response. Yeah. Awesome. I, I love that. I don't think people, I mean, people weren't doing that when you started that, right? 
I mean, people, some people do. And I think a lot of sales reps want to do it more. It's just the effort involved was so high to do it manually or, you know, right. trying to get marketing to help was kind of tricky. So it was definitely a lot less, um, you know, uh, usual, uh, but you know, you'll still find salespeople that have, you know, or stories are all, you know, shoot the shit with a salesperson. They're like, Hey, I should have started this. I did this 10 years ago. Like that's how yeah. I got meetings. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. And, and Sendoso clearly makes it, makes it a lot easier. So it doesn't have to be exactly. so difficult. Yeah. Exactly. So, all right. So it's something, you know, we hopped on here and I said, you know, what just really, you know, lights you up? What, what topic, you know, do you think we could, we could riff on for a while? And, uh, we ca we came up with team selling, right? So yeah. for those who maybe don't know, like what does team selling look like? Uh, you know, where let's, let's start there. What is team selling? Yeah. So I think a team selling is, you know, as an account executive trying to close the deal, how do you widen up the team that's going to help you get that deal across the finish line, whether it's introducing you, uh, so really top of funnel, or how do you build influence across the buying committee? And so the, ultimately team selling is getting as many more people involved uh, to get that deal done. Mm. And, and, and give us some examples, right? Cause I mean, like yeah. you say like, Hey, maybe, maybe my CEO, CEO knows their CEO and, uh, they can, you know, make some things happen or, or, or have us, you know, better influence. Um, or, or, or that's one example. What are some other examples of, of people, you know, it takes a, you gotta do a little research. You gotta do your homework to figure out like, Hey, how can I maybe leverage my network, some relationships, you know, to really stand out in, in within the committee versus, you know, maybe the three to five other people that are and, you know, going after this deal? Yeah. So I think, you know, a lot of salespeople will kind of start and stop with their immediate sales group or their VP and figure out, hey, who on my sales team can, can influence here? I think the next layer out is the entire company. So how do you, you know, build rapport with others at the company and leverage that as part of like, hey, maybe a, our VP of customer success knows somebody and can help connect the dots there. I think the, the layer outside of that is, you know, the executive team and the relationships that the executive team has. Uh, I think a layer outside of that is executives, uh, um, investors and advisors. Um, and so, you know, we've got, um, you know, more than 100 advisors, you know, angel investors, everyone that ultimately wants to see Sendoso successful and wants to help. And so this is, a you know, how we can connect the dots there. Um, and then I think there's also the kind of past customer or some way where you, you know, you've done some homework where you can actually see, hey, I know this account I'm trying to break into. I see that they have a VP that used us previously, like, you know, let's mm -hmm. connect those dots too. And so it's almost like using data from your system um, and being smart around that too. Yeah. I mean, there's, there is a ton of options there, right? So, yeah. <laughs> you know, people, I think start with the the first layer and, and, and leave it at that or, or don't even do that at all. Hopefully totally. not, uh, yeah. but, but really widening those additional layers of just really seeing where we can connect some dots to, you know, uh, stand out in the deal and, you know, pull some levers to, to, to get the deal to close. Exactly. And I think that, you know, uh, some people will, will also think about maybe partners as another extension and you have partners where you're doing maybe some co-selling with. And I think that's going to be an extension of the team, too. And some, you know, AEs and salespeople really, you know, work with partners. Some just kind of think, oh, I don't want to waste my time. But I think that's another extension of your, of your you know, quote unquote team that can help you in, get influence into that account. Yeah. And so like other partners like that you're maybe integrated with and they're currently exactly. using stuff like 100%. that. So, so what are some things that, you know, need to really be in, uncovered 
in the beginning of the selling process to see where you can maybe connect some of those dots when you need to, to get the deal to move forward? Yeah, so I think it's all about, uh, one, building a bit more of a framework around this and operationalizing it so an AE doesn't feel awkward reaching out to the COO saying, hey, how do you, can I, you know, get an intro here? So it's really, um, you know, building a little bit of sales enablement around it. Um, mm -hmm. You know, there's uh, maybe technology that you can invest in that helps you uncover overlaps between partners. Um, there's uh, software that helps uncover like uh, connections between advisors and, and VCs. And so um, there's maybe some software to invest in and some enablement. Um, and, and I think once you've kind of, you know, put a little bit more effort into it, you can start to, to track it and see the results versus, you know, most companies probably just have this as like a one-off thing that, you know, good salespeople are doing, others aren't trained to do. Yeah. I mean, so you're saying that there's, there's some, some technology out there that can help connect some of these dots. Correct. Yeah. So we use some uh, for, for, for partner co-selling and, and overlapping when we think about team selling there, we yeah. use a software called CoSell. There's another one called Crossbeam we use. So those are good for like seeing overlaps of, of, of customer data sets. Um, you know, there's a software called Cabal that I use that lets my sales team see what advisors and investors we have and can wow. see some overlaps in their first connections there. And so some of that um, has been really helpful in, in, un in uncovering that. Um, and, uh, you know, for the most part, uh, kind of a, se a secret power that we have where we really have invested in, in kind of team selling. And, uh, it, you know, for that reason, why it pisses me off when our, our team doesn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I mean, you, you, you guys you just listed, you know, three tools that you guys are using to, you know, take this thing pretty seriously. So I'm curious, like, when did you guys really start to get serious about team selling and, and what sort of, you know, results did you start to see uh, from, you know, starting to adopt and, and take that model a little bit more seriously? I mean, I, I got to say for the very beginning, I mean, being a founder that was an ex-salesperson for a decade and my co-founder is also an ex-salesperson. And so we had selling in our DNA. So as the company matured and I was, you know, a, a CEO at a much larger company, I always thought that this needed to happen. And so I was able to orchestrate it very early on. Um, I saw the value that investors and advisors could bring us. So I built like a hundred plus advisory group wow. um, that now helps us out. So, um, you know, day zero was was started um, for this uh, in terms of how we thought about this. And I think, you know, we've, we've scaled out a bunch, you know, we're 400 plus people now. So, you know, we, we, we still are working to make sure it's incorporated in our DNA for all the new hires and, and try to build, you know, uh, sales enable it around it. But um, very early on, you know, it was my belief that, you know, as a CEO or anyone at the company, we're all in it to win it. And we all want to help get deals across the finish line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and so do you have like any, you know, um, uh, examples of, of just, you know, to, to, to give somebody who maybe doesn't have all of these fancy tools, right? Maybe a smaller yeah. company uh, than Sendoso and, and how they could, you know, go about trying to find some of those common threads. I mean, I think you could use spreadsheets or Google Sheets to, to see like, hey, who, oh, where's our so investor list? <laughs> I know. Hey, but if you don't have tools, you know, you yeah. got to start somewhere. But at least you're getting transparency and, hey, who are all our angel investors? Or, hey, where are all the LinkedIn connect people that I should connect with? Or, you know, maybe there's some... Uh, <clears throat> 
you know, you could do a mini training that doesn't cost anything in terms of, hey, everyone, let's be on the same team to get deals and people might reach out to other people or, you know, uh, so I think there's ways that you can do it through training and manual uh, processes um, until you, you know, really want to uh, overinvest in it and, and really, you know, maybe buy some, use some software that helps it. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's gotta be part of the, the, the it's gotta be part of the selling culture, right? Because exactly. I mean, there's probably, there's, I know there's so many, you know, organizations that don't even have full transparency of like, here's all of our investors and, and you know, people that are, you know, you know, rooting for us. Mm-hmm. It, it's very true. And I think, so that's, um, you know, partially, you know, starting from the top being that I am the CEO, gives me the luxury of kind of tops down and, and spreading the word that way. But, you know, I think there's probably a lot of executives um, and, you know, if you're an AE listening or an SDR, you know, going to your boss, going to the, their CRO, et cetera, you know, there's, um, you know, probably a tactical strategy that you can roll roll out and ask for. And, you know, maybe it just um, is low hanging fruit that no one's even said, hey, let's formalize this more or, um, you know, let's let's uh, track this too. You know, we've got some Salesforce tracking around this. So we try to tag campaigns uh, so that we can see the efficacy of some of these uh, refer- social referrals too. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get this process off the Google sheet. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, awesome. Okay. So I, I love the idea of this. And, and, and I think that, um, you know, I think team selling has been a thing for, you know, larger organizations for, for quite some time, especially in, in a different lens, right? Where they have maybe the, the AE or the account manager, and then they have different, you know, specialists that come in for certain products or certain to work with certain roles and things like that. Um, but, you know, what are your thoughts about this being done, you know, with smaller sales organizations? Yeah, I mean, I think with smaller organizations, you might be able to have the luxury of knowing everybody too. So you might be able to connect the dots between, oh, this is someone on our product team, like, oh, this is someone on our support team. And so you might have a more tight knit group. Although I would say that, you know, maybe there's a little bit of extra effort needing to go in, especially with so many remote hires during COVID that you might not like meet someone at the the water cooler and have the comfortability to being, hey, product manager, I see you're connected to, you know, someone that I want to sell into or someone who's influential in this deal, like hook up the, the, you know, the intro. I think there's maybe some, uh, some outside of your comfort zone asks. And, and so anyways that you can network with more people too. So I think there's maybe indirect benefits for salespeople networking across the company with other employees, uh, at least as it results with team selling too. Yeah. I mean, especially if there's certain roles that you're selling into, like you should be getting to know, very well, those people at your own organization that have that role, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, start to learn their language a little bit, start to, you know, see how, you know, t- what their, you know, day looks like, what their problems are. And, you know, a lot of people typically are connected to similar people. So they might be connected to people, you know, in these uh, companies that you're trying to sell into. And so, you know, asking can be uncomfortable, but you're not going to get the help that you need if you don't ask. Exactly. A hundred percent. It's like, if you don't ask, you're not going to get there. So, uh, take the, the first step and I think you'll see how receptive people are. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, I mean, tell me, um, you know, how can, how can, uh, how can Sendoso like help, you know, maybe facilitate some of those sort of intros that might, you know, be a little uncomfortable and, and, and make it a little bit easier. 
Yeah. So I think the way that we've done, we actually use Sendosa for this purpose too, is sometimes yeah. where you're, uh, whether it's a pay it forward and you're like, Hey, can you help introduce me here? And by the way, here's a, you know, a DoorDash e-gift card on me, um, for, for buying you lunch. So you can kind of sweeten the pot that way, or you can have a nice surprise and delight. Thank you. Like, Hey, awesome. Thanks for making that introduction. You know, here's a little, you know, swag bag, or here's a, some, you know, some, a bottle of wine that you can send through us. So I think it's, um, you know, building that kind of thank you like mindset and really, uh, making people feel appreciated when they when they go the extra effort to make the connection. Yeah, I mean, I think that you know people uh, know that you appreciate it when you're asking, when you're offering something like that, which could make a huge difference. Um, and then it makes it a little less uncomfortable to ask, right? Because it's like, hey, I know this takes a little time out of your day. Maybe it's you know not something that you you wanted to do, but here's you know something to say thank you in advance. And I think. Um, they probably feel a little bit more obligated to help if, you know, there's people are wanting, Hey, what's in it for me? Yeah, totally. And I think the what's in it for me is like, you can, like I said, you know, give a little, uh, carrot there, but not making it feel like a, uh, a bribe or like a, Hey, you do this, I'll give you this. But it's, I think the pay it forward technique works really well. Just like, Hey, thanks for checking on this, by the way, like, let me buy you lunch today for your effort kind of thing. So, so are you saying that it's better to, to give that like after or as part of the ask? Um, I think you could uh, do both. I think that for certain scenarios, part of the ask, but I would say not making it like, hey, if you connect me to this yeah. person, then I will give you this. That yeah. comes across kind of, uh, a little worse than more of just like, hey, thanks for checking on this connection. Um, and, and by the way, or hey, P.S., like you know, grab coffee on me, grab lunch on me, um, you know, grab some, some drinks on me kind of thing. And that can go a long way because it, it feels more natural um, yeah. than just trying to like, if this, then that. Yeah. I mean, the messaging is crucial in that, exactly. right? Because yeah. it, it can, it can definitely come off uh, as like maybe a bit of a bribe or something like that. And, and that's going to make a, you know, somewhat uncomfortable situation feel even much more uncomfortable and weird. Uh, right. Yeah. And I think the other part of it too, um, and we see this as another use case for Snow. So is coming back, you know, months later and closing the loop too, and saying, Hey, like, you know, F yeah, this deal closed, you know, thank you so much, by the way, like want to hook you up with this cool, you know, swag bag and there's a, you know, a Yeti mug in it and there's a, you know, a JBL speaker in it and this and that. So it's like, a, a, they're like, oh, shit, like, this is awesome. Like, thank oh, you. Oh, yeah. And so then, and, yeah. And then once they get something like that, I mean, the next time you ask for an intro, they're going to be like, sure, you know, who, who else in my yeah. network do you need to know? Who yeah. else would you like me to, you know, connect the dots for? Like, you know, here's my whole list. Please tell me who you want exactly. intros to. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, um, that, that, I mean, that's that swag bag you described there sound like something that anybody would be, you know, yeah, stoked know. <laughs> to get. Right. Exactly. I'm curious. What's the most popular gifts, uh, that people, people send on the platform? Yeah, I'd say, uh, Yeti mugs. Like we've, we've sent so many mugs. Awesome. I think people don't, can't have enough of them. They're just so useful. Um, and that's probably the, the one of the number one things we've sent a, sent a ton of socks. Um, it's actually yeah. pretty cool to see all the different sock designs and, and creativity that goes into socks. Um, and then a good amount of like, uh, plants like desk succulents and things like that, which are kind of a fun send as well. 
Um, there's a lot of personal one-off things that are really creative, but those are much more one-off than like, what are we seeing people send, you know, spending millions on, on and stuff. Yeah. 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 Awesome. And, and where, where do you, what part of like the, the, you know, relationship, uh, or in the sales process, do people tend to send more, uh, or do they send multiple times? What are some like best practices around sending? Yeah, so we see people sending all throughout the sales cycle, whether it's trying to break into a new account and getting creative with some kind of uh, thing that you know grabs their attention and gets them to have a meeting, um, whether it's you know something during the the demo uh, meeting so that they actually attend that meeting and don't drop off, whether yeah. it's that deal acceleration period where you're kind of in that lull, like waiting for updates, let's get this across the finish line. And then also all the way into, you know, account management, customer success, and uh, the ongoing relationship thereafter um, is, is a huge part too. Um, and I think the, uh, with that too, for good salespeople who close the deal and that customer's now handed over to, you know, the, the customer success team and the account management team, you know, there's a good reason to send them something month, a quarter, a year later to keep that, to keep in touch with that prospect um, who's now a customer, but may turn over and go into a new job at a, a different company and you could sell them again. And yeah. so, you know, how do you, you know, you, you built so much rapport during that, you know, prospect time. How do you keep building rapport? And one, one good way um, could be using Sendosa to send out, you know, if you hear they have a dog, maybe you send them a little, you know, dog toy year, you know, six months later, things like that to, to stay in touch. Yeah. Or even better. You, you, you need an intro for some team selling. Exactly. <laughs> Ooh, back to team selling. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. I want to dig into some of those uh, a little bit, right? So let's talk about the first one, um, which I think the sales hustlers will be curious about, right? So like just getting to catch their attention to yeah. potentially like book a meeting, right? Mm -hmm. I've seen this done really I've seen it done, you know, well, and I've seen it done really horrible where it feels mm -hmm. like a bribe, a bribe for a meeting. Um, yep. So, so what are some things that people are doing that you're seeing, you know, that they're, you know, having a lot of success with in that stage of the relationship? Yeah. So I think uh, a key part of that is connecting what the item could be to the, the a message that goes with that item and, and the, maybe the value prop of what you're trying to offer. So, um, you know, that's, that's a kind of a, a high level catch all, but you know, you, you know, uh, it really focuses on what the message is and you can't just say, Hey, here's a bottle of wine. Like, can you meet tomorrow? Like, no, it's like, They're like no, I don't drink. <laughs> yeah. So how do you tie in that um, as well? Um, so I think there's, there's kind of those generic type gifts or, Hey, it's, um, you know, maybe it's, uh, something as related to you've done your homework and you see what university they go to and you, you know, send them a, you know, a baseball cap or a, you know, a, a coffee mug or something that's related to their alma mater or a sports team they like. And so that can grab their attention, show that you did a little bit of research, um, and help them. Um, there's other ways of using like, uh, e-gifts like, Hey, saw you, you know, here's a piece of collateral that you, you know, would be relevant to you. And, um, you know, why don't you grab lunch while you're reading it and you attach a little e uh, DoorDash e-gift into that email. And so, so sending and giving without even asking in the first place, really? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. you're building rapport, kind of the pay it forward, um, option. Um, so we see that work really well for breaking into, to new accounts as well. 
Yeah. Okay. So then you, you, you mentioned kind of the next, you know, stage of the sales cycle, you know, which is a good time to send is like making sure they don't fall off from the demo or making sure mm-hmm. they show up to the demo or after the demo. Let's talk a little bit about that, you know, that stage and, you know, some kind of sending best practices around that. Yeah. So again, I think it's, you know, it's in a lot of scenarios, you have an SDR handing off to an AE. So yeah. now there's a handoff period and, and you're hoping someone shows up. So we see some best practice techniques of, you know, morning of a demo, um, sending a little coffee gift card or something else to say, hey, you know, enjoy this uh, coffee on me while you, you know, sit on the demo later today. Yeah. And so again, it just builds rapport uh, versus yeah. just a boring like reminder email. Yeah. Hopefully yeah, they so, hopefully they don't like drinking coffee, say sorry, I couldn't make it to the demo. Is that Starbucks? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I mean yeah. You'd hopefully get a reschedule then at least instead of a, a, a no show. Yeah. I was um, too caffeinated, I forgot about our meeting. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um but it could also be a good uh you know, even conversation starter too when you jump on that call or the, you've sent them something. Um, in some cases, we see people, you know, sending stuff in advance of that meeting, whether it's like a little bit of a collateral to read up on. So it's a more, uh, you know, educated conversation and you yeah. send a little booklet. Um, that's pretty cool. Um, and then it goes, you know, okay, you've had the demo now what? And so I think that's an interesting time to introduce maybe like a, a nice little swag bag or some kind of a, a gift box that may, maybe mentions um, as a thank you note and hey, here's some kind of item on me. Yeah. Um, and, and then you can trickle in other things during the, the next couple of weeks or months, depending on your sales cycle. I really like that. I really like the swag bag after the demo, right? Because yeah. like they're repping your gear. It's, it's, yeah. it's basically, it's basically setting the mindset as if they're a customer, you know, like totally. if they're, you know, they're, if they're wearing your gear, it's like they're, they're, they're now fans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so there's a ton of different things we can see there or, uh, you know, maybe you, you catch wind that they've got some, some kiddos on the call and you send like a donut making kit. So um, there's other things that you can do to really personalize and, and have some fun with it. Um, and then, you know, we do a lot of like thought leadership content, like maybe you follow up a week later with a book that your CEO wrote or one of your favorite books, um, or, you know, maybe you inv- you inviting them to a, a webinar so that they can get some more thought leadership or, a, you know, a virtual event and you, you know, send them a, you know, uh, some wine to enjoy or some whiskey, you know, prior to that, you know, event happy hour kind of thing. So um, lots of different ways to intertwine it in. And, you know, I think the cool thing that that I love is that it opens up creativity and creates like a competitive advantage for sales reps that are actually thinking creative because you can differentiate yourself from another competitor um, that is just doing the normal sales motion um, and, you know, use creativity as your secret weapon. And I think that, you know, some salespeople are freaking great at it and some salespeople maybe uh, don't think about it even. Yeah, yeah. So like sending is great, but the more creative you get with the sending, the more intentional, you know, the more homework and research you do on the individual to pick the appropriate thing to send is really going to make a a bigger difference is what I'm what I'm hearing. A hundred percent. And I think it goes back to like, you can send shit, you know, like not all sends are created equal. So, you know, the thoughtfulness, the creativity, the, the messaging, um, is all going to play into that. And the, and then the unboxing experience and the follow-ups thereafter. So, um, it's not a golden gun that you can just say, Hey, I'm going to send them something and they're going to sign tomorrow. Um, and so I think that's where, you know, a, a rep needs to 
you know, sharpen their pencil and learn, you know, you, you get good at, you know, how to make cold calls or you get good at crafting good emails or you get good at being strong, doing discovery questions. You got to get good at sending and you got to get good at building rapport in that relationship because, you know, buyers are buying from people at the end of the day. And if you have right. a close competitor, if you can, you know, out relationship, you know, that competitor, yep. you're going to win that deal. Yeah, a- absolutely. And, 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 and frankly, you know, everybody in the deal might be sending them stuff and most m- m- hopefully yeah. most of them are sending shit and you're sending yeah. something creative and you're going to be yeah. the one that's going to stand out and you know increase your likelihood of closing that deal exactly and of course if you were also adopting team selling and sending <laughs> then i mean yeah, it's pretty much a no brainer check marks yeah that yeah. deal's closed in the bag you might as well forecast that yeah <laughs> Cash the commission check and spend the money. Exactly. Yeah. Start, start <laughs> buying stuff now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chris, man, thanks so much for coming on. I I really enjoyed this topic. I, I enjoyed you know learning about these some of these sending best practices and stuff. And and uh, I know all the sales hustlers got a ton of value out of this. Uh, any final thoughts? Any you know thing that you want to let them know about? Um, anything that we're going to include in the show notes for them? All that good stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'm always happy to connect. So connect me on LinkedIn. Maybe I can help with some team selling for you. Uh, better, uh, you better, they better send you something. They better send <laughs> exactly. you something. So uh, feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, check out our website. We'll put that in the show notes for Sendoso.com so they can uh, check out what we're up to. Um, and uh, yeah, just uh, excited to network with more folks. So um, really appreciate you having me on today. Awesome. Thanks so much, Chris. And uh, if you enjoyed today's episode, uh, please write us a review, uh, share the show with your friends. And as always, we're listening for your feedback. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Sales Hustle. Are you a sales professional looking to take your sales career to the next level? If the answer is yes, then I want you to go over to salescast.co. Check us out. And if you feel that you are ready set up a time to talk with me and my co-founder, Chris. I'm your host, Colin Mitchell. And if you enjoyed this episode, feel free to leave us a review and share the podcast with your friends.